welcome to the Momgasm podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome back, babes. This week's episode is a throwback to when times were simpler and our world was knee-deep in isolation. We recorded this episode back in February and never released this two-hour behemoth. Call it laziness or call it divine synchronicity. I don't fucking know. We're gifting you two hours of absolute mayhem. We dove into the power of selfies, creatives being serial entrepreneurs, to tantric sex, Lindsay's new fave porno, Impregnation Nation. Seriously, it's awesome. Impersonating Julia Child and Sean Connery horribly, rewiring sexuality with a pleasure journal, thinking about our friends having sex, exhibitionism, somatic approaches for anxiety, and so much more. Seriously. Oh, and did I mention we were drinking wine during this episode? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. So sit back, relax, and remember a time when life was simpler pre-COVID. Enjoy. I went on hiatus. I like abandoned my business and I was like bye yeah <laughs> peace out hope you're fine yeah see you on your side right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I'm like I've been I've been like sussing out what the fuck I'm gonna I'm gonna do to revive that and I'm mm. like I feel like photography has to play a big part in a lot of what I'm doing because it's so much where my like an area of play for me but it's Mm. also it's also very it's been like my medium for claiming my body for the last decade Mm -hmm. before that like even when I was coming into fucking puberty I was taking my shitty digital camera and I was taking photos of myself Hmm. I got shit for it like my parents would find it and then they would delete everything and then like chastise me for ever wow oh yeah brutal they're like power of Christ compels you shit and then I was so disappointed in you like, we, raised, kind of... we raised you better than this so I would take like what were the photos pictures of, of me Any, anything from like selfies which like oh you're so vain was the conversation that would happen and then you're so consumed with yourself you're such a drama queen the whole world doesn't revolve around you conversations and then I'm like, well, it kind of does. Like, my individual world does actually revolve around me. Yeah. And me claiming that actually helps the world around me work better. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Without being a narcissist when you're, like, actually causing harm to other people. Yeah, exactly. Because you're self-obsessed. Different. Yeah. Um, but I would also, like, take pictures of myself, like, in my underwear. Like, that was just something that I was drawn to when I was, like, 14, 15, 16, around that time. Because I was like, I want to know what my body looks like. I want a vantage point that I can't have with mm. a mirror. Mm. I want to know, like, what what all of this is because it's changing every single day. And mm. so it's, like, it's something that I, that was, like, beat out of me, essentially, Fuck. when I was younger. And then... It's been really cool where it, it became this, like, reclamation for me in 
in the last decade. Like mm-hmm. I started, I started doing fucking yoga pictures on Instagram. Like that's how my account essentially started. Mm. It was like me doing yoga pictures and doing yoga challenges. Yes, and it was like, I remember. Right? And then like, mm. but that for me, even though I was like fully clothed and like doing these yoga poses, mm. it was a way to witness my body doing something that I never thought it could do, mm. which gave me so much more confidence and understanding and appreciation of my body mm. and being able to see it, even if it was like with a sh- shitty like iPhone whatever the fuck the numbers were before it was good back then was it it was the best it It was was. the best of the best it was better than the razor so (laughs) oh motorola razor i would still use one of those today i would too i would feel cool as fuck honestly with the pink motorola 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 razor but i like i it's like it just it makes so much sense to me um Photography just is this like medium of mm. of self realization and like witnessing. Mm. And I love like I it's I love that part of my job these days is getting to do that for people, not just myself anymore, which is mm. really like it gives me chills. Mm-hmm. It gives me chills. And so it's funny, like for the longest time we were talking about like retreats and workshops and things past and ideas past and things that have yet to come to fruition and it's like for a really long time I I had that mindset of like oh I'm I'm not good enough I can't do this and so I was like hiring people to come and do Mm. photography for my events and stuff and I love that I get to be that person now too I don't have to be all the time and I won't be all the time because I do there is something to be said about being able to be present as the like main facilitator Mm -hmm. versus like the facilitator and photographer Mm -hmm. or just the photographer it's it's a very different experience it kind of reminds me of like hearing you speak it reminds me of um you know, there, I feel like there's this understanding that you can only be one thing mm. and that to be all the things, you're just, you're being selfish or you're being greedy. Yeah. And so there's like this feeling, like uh, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up is I've found that I've really enjoyed writing lately. Mm-hmm. I really never call myself a writer. Um, Why not? Th- exactly. And so I've come to this realization that, you know, and I think... It's Ollie and I, we had a conversation today. He came home and he asked me how my day was going. And I told him that I wrote, what was it, 2,222 words. And I don't know what I'm writing. It feels like it's a book. It feels like a memoir, but I really don't know. It's just Mm. I'm writing. And I've been feeling this urge to start writing. But I was afraid to take that step because I kept saying, I'm not a writer. Mm -hmm. Ollie's a writer. So, you know, it's not right for me to be the writer too. I'm the Mm -hmm. artist. You know, that's my forte. Writing is artistry. Right? Thank you. No, but I mean an artist as in painter. Like I'm, I'm so I'm so in our house. I'm the painter. Yeah. You know, I'm the creator of that, and he's the writer. He does the poetry, the prose. He's amazing at that. Mm. And then when we try to dip into the others, we're like looking at each other. And we're like, what are you doing? Why are you open my fucking space, yeah. bitch? You try, <laughs> you try to paint on canvas, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't allowed to do that. You're doing that wrong, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. No, you're doing it differently. Yeah. Your way. Right? And so when I told him, I said I wrote 2,022 words or whatever it was. Um, 
Actually, I didn't know that I, I wrote the 2,000 words. I thought I wrote 9,000 words. He was like, wait, what? You wrote 9,000 words in an hour? And I was like, yeah, is that, a, is that a lot? He's like, are you talking about characters? I'm like, I don't fucking know, maybe. He's like, I think that's characters because like 9,000 words is like 30 pages, yeah. Sarah. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, so that's probably what it is. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because I could sense that there was a little bit of tension. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? Like, do you feel emasculated right now that like I'm writing? And he's like, he looked away and he's like, maybe. I'm like, whoa, man. I was like, you paint. I don't get all up in your biz when you're right. downstairs painting with me. Okay, here's a question. Would you feel different if he started selling his paintings? Absolutely. <laughs> Just gonna call that right wow. now. Wow. Thanks for calling that out. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I would. I totally fucking would. And that, that would come up for me is like, you're not allowed to paint. You're the writer. Right. But it's it's... We can be whatever we want. We can be as many things as we want. And there's also the... I mean, it's... I have totally felt this, like mm. this, this fear of, of competition or like scarcity in yeah. like, well, if I am this, um, if this is my identity, if I am this, this like amazing, great speaker, and I'm just using this as an example, um, if I'm this great, amazing, wonderful speaker, and then five of my friends start becoming speakers and like stepping into their power and using their voice and like booking speaking gigs, and I'm like... Oh, but I could have been that headliner for that speaking gig, but now they are. Yeah. And what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. Am I going to lose my job because these people are now speaking? That doesn't fucking serve anybody. Mm. There are so many amazing opportunities. Yeah. And like people that want to buy your art and people that want to come to your speaking gig and your specific workshop because of your energy and what you're creating versus that like mentality of like there's not enough. Mm-hmm. There's not enough. Mm-hmm. There's more than enough. Exactly. And I, I, thinking about when I became a mom, I remember having that same feeling of like, I'm a mom, that's all I can be. Like, mm-hmm. this is so time consuming. This is such a hard job. I can't be anything other than a mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember like totally prescribing to that thought for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it was when I was, after I gave birth to Henry, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm just a mom. And then... I think it was when my mat leave was up and I had to go back to fucking Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) Go make them lattes, bitch. Right? And I was like, well, this job ain't for me anymore. And I quit within a month. And I I was like, I can be more than a mom. I can be so many things. And I think that really, once I claimed that, once I said, I can be a mom and something else, and something else besides that, it was was a really interesting point um, to to like you know say to myself well what what do I see for myself what do I want to do yeah I love art yeah I love uh empowering women yes I love film and television mm. like you know you don't have to be just one thing no it's like the the call of the multi-passionate entrepreneur like that's mm. something that I fall into hard like I the amount of times that people are like so what do you do these days? Yeah. Like, I cannot tell you the other times that, that that has been, like, directed at me because I do so many things. And my it's funny because Jeff jokes a lot. So my husband, if, you, if you're a new listener, yeah. welcome. <laughs> um, but my husband, Jeff, jokes frequently that I'm, like, I am my father's daughter because my dad was a serial entrepreneur. Like, my dad in mm. in my lifetime was a teacher. He was... I always forget some of the shit that he's done, too. He was a teacher. He was a um, minister. 
he had a tanning salon briefly that he ran. <gasps> he fuck? Oh, yeah. Like, before people were like, oh, it's giving everyone cancer. <laughs> I think he bought it, like, right in the time that that was happening. And he was like, oh, maybe this wasn't a great investment. <laughs> um, he was a jeweler. Wow. He had a bike business where he made road bikes, cult bikes. He had, um, what else did he, he like... Like, he was just, oh, he built our house. He, like, built our house with a group of people. So he was, like, super handy guy into carpentry. Wow. Like, he, he's now a realtor. Wow. So it's, like, it's, wow. I, it's funny. So he's, like, done all of these things. And now Jeff will, like, poke at me every time I, like, take on this new thing or, like, enter this new Mm -hmm. um, avenue of how I'm creating Mm -hmm. or, like, providing what it is that I do, the magic that I do, in a different medium. He's like, oh, fuck, Jesus Christ, here you go again, a new business, you're so your father's daughter, because it's like the amount of, I'm business-minded like my dad, and so it's like the amount of things that come into my head on a daily basis where I'm like, like we were talking about screen printing Mm. earlier today, Mm. and how, because we want to get our merch line up and running, Mm. it's Coming, bitches. Cunnilingus. yes. Specifically, potentially for the U.S. following. So, yeah. for the time being, yeah. Growth, growth <laughs> processes because we are currently two moms and can only do so much. Yeah. Even though we have all of the dreams and all of the goodness. so true. But like, I, we were talking about the screen printing, and I'm like, I literally in my brain, I was like. Oh yeah, I could totally do that. I could do that, and I know how to sell it. I know how to market it. I know what we like, where to go, and and like the collaborations that we would have. like. I my brain just immediately starts going, and I'm like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to, and I don't have to. Mm. Is a big one. Mm. Um, there's this fine line, especially for those of us that are like multi passionate entrepreneurs, because it's like if you listed all of the things that I do. Mm. It doesn't fit on my Instagram bio. <laughs> I recently rewrote my Instagram bio and I'm like still not happy with it because I physically can't fit all of the things that I do. <laughs> and it actually enrages me a little bit. Like I get I get kind of yeah. mad about it. Yeah. But it's like I am a yoga teacher. I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster. I'm a mom. I'm a self-love advocate. I'm a business coach. Mm. <laughs> what else do I do, Sarah? Did you say nutritional? Holistic oh. nutritionist? Oh, yeah. I'm a registered <laughs> holistic nutritionist. Uh, I'm also a photographer. Yeah, you, yeah there you now, go. Now that's a new one that I'm kind of so like, like, That's so like, like at least seven or eight. Like, we're Fuck. like... So yeah. it's it's like, it's... Oh, I'm a speaker. Forgot that one. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it's 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 like when you, when you are drawn to so many things, mm. it's really... <laughs> there's this fine line between like, what makes sense and what's just this like right oh i could do that moment right oh i could do that that's yeah and i feel like people who are creative often fall into these sort of roles of like i can do everything like i have so many different interests and i want to do it all and i could make a business out of all of this and well um, not everyone can make a business out of everything hard yes to that <laughs> jesus i've seen a lot of people flail at yeah. that but i feel like create need help call me there you go <laughs> business coach Currently only offering a 45 minute sit down. So. Yeah. <laughs> the decision made earlier tonight. Cause I'm like, I need to scale back. <laughs> but it's, 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 uh, it's interesting. Cause yeah, when I talk to other people who are creative, 
They're doing everything. Right. Like my father-in-law, I was just thinking about him today. He, so my father-in-law works in film and television. I work alongside of him. I do like the odd producing and graphic design stuff. And I was thinking about him today because I have a job that I've got to do for him. And he himself, he has done a lot in his fucking life. But on the go over the last two years, he's written one book. I think he's writing another book. He is starting a film. He has filmed and produced... I think three TV shows. He's on to his fourth. He has a second season going. He's bidding for another documentary. Like he is constantly doing things, but mm. he is so, he's just a, he is a creative mm. person and he can't say no. Right. Like when you are that passionate about your, your, you, your passion, your create, mm -hmm. creative outlet, it's so hard to say no. Uh huh. So hard to say no. I've gotten a little better at saying no though. Oh, no, I'm, when it comes to working on it, <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that. I'm working on that one. Like if someone comes to me, they're like, Sarah, do you want to do this amazing project with me? You can do all this awesome art. I'm like, is that why you said yes to the podcast? Is that what this was? Did I just rope you in, in a moment of weakness over ramen? No, in that moment, I had a divine, like, the, the divine source came down and was like, Sarah. How can I save this? You were meant to do this all along. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Like, I will jump at anything that right. is a creative outlet. Like, when right. my father-in-law was like, Sarah, do you want to start working for the film and television right. sector? I was like... Uh, I don't know anything about it, but... For sure? Okay. <laughs> and I, I go to these, like, big meetings and with producers and directors, and they're like, hey, what do you do? And See, I'm like... When it was funny, I'm like, um, I want to do that. <laughs> I hear you say right? I'm like, um, take me. <laughs> right? So it's like, it's... Yeah, I find myself in some interesting situations. And, like, growing up, my dad, he's a musician. He owns his own music school. He's played in bands his whole life. Like, oh, oh he's always playing every single weekend. Mm. And there's been always so many opportunities where I've been with him at these gigs and getting to see all these creative people and, like, being around that. And my mother herself, she's an artist. So, mm. like, I was writing about this today. You know, growing up in this household where there's all this creativity at my fingertips, you know, my mom who has all these paints and she's, you know, I can do all these crafts with her and ask her to like paint or draw things for me. And, and when I started getting into it, she let me have free reign. Mm. Like my bedroom was painted dozens of times. I remember I painted a lava lamp on my ceiling. Like my whole ceiling was a lava lamp. Like it was, I just had creative free reign. That's awesome. And so I feel like, you know, that's kind of been what's happening with my boys, you know, mm. I, I want to nurture that creativity in them, and I don't want to stop them from doing anything. It's funny, it's in you saying that, like I, I automatically my brain goes to. I wonder how much that's fostering a deep connection with their sexuality and like mm. providing that opportunity for free reign of creativity because it's like your creative fire comes from yeah. your sex center, yeah, and it's like creativity feeds your sexuality, sexuality feeds your creativity. Like I, oh my god. The I have had some of the most like creatively inspired moments after like amazing orgasms. Mm. That's interesting. I I I'm not aware of that. If I have, 
I have a lot of great um, insights after I've meditated, but I also haven't had sex in like months. But it's not, but it's not like, it doesn't have to necessarily be sex driven. Also I had, okay. So I sat down with my good friend Tim the other day and we, he is an amazing yoga teacher, um, tantra freak in the city. I hope you don't mind me calling you a tantra freak if you're listening to this. Uh, said with like endearment and love in the best way. <laughs> In the best way. Because if I call you a freak, it means like I'm super into what you're, yeah. what you're dishing. But we sat down and we had this really great conversation. This like two and a half hour conversation where we just grabbed coffee and like talked about sex and love and energy. Mm. And like the, we talked a lot about like the, my experience with the Tantra workshop that I did with Serena Haynes, um, mm. which was amazing. And... I, if you want more information on that, I talked about it on the episode that we did with Rival and Queen. Mm. So we we were guests on their show, which was super cool. So if you haven't listened to their episode yet, go look up Rival and Queen on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to and, and, and give it a listen. Mm. But P.S. Drinking Wine, this could get really fucking interesting as we go. <laughs> I can like feel myself getting like... <laughs> a little loose on the tongue. A little loose. It's it's more so like the I don't know if this happens to you, but like the moment that you drink wine and you like the sleep happen, you're like, oh, there's the tired from momming all day. <laughs> yes. There, there it is. Yeah. But I was talking to Tim and we were having this conversation, and he asked me this phenomenal question, and we were talking about like what happens. I think I was talking specifically about using the We Vibe chorus that Venus Envy gifted to me. Thank you, friends. Oh my God. But I was specifically saying, like, I was really, like, I was like a thrust away from squirting, and I still ended up having this, like, really intense orgasm, this internal orgasm, which, like, shook me. But I didn't have that like squirting release and he that prompted the conversation where he asked like what do you do with that sexual energy that you cultivate when you haven't had that orgasm release Mm. and I was like well I'll have to get back to you on that one (laughs) but I'm gonna pay attention to that shit now instead of like instead of getting angry about it or getting Mm. frustrated, which I have definitely done in the past. He's like, what might happen if you actively breathe that energy up? Mm. So rather than keeping it primal and keeping it Mm. low, what would happen if I took that and like used Tantra practices and moved that energy up through me and like used it in a conscious way? Mm. So it's like both he and I were getting like hot and sweaty through the entire conversation that we were having. He's like, I'm going to go right and I'm going to do this and I'm going to go do that. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, how much like more productive and creative and wonderful would my life be Mm. if I was a little more conscious with moving that sexual energy upwards and actually using it to towards something beneficial and good and creative and lovely. I'm realizing that I think Ollie and I have been doing something very similar to this. Even though we haven't had sex since fucking, oh God, like August, Octo- September? October? No, September, I think. September's when we had the hurricane, right? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> you okay there, bud? <laughs> I almost died, but do you want wine? Just uh, splash, a splash, a splash. A wee drab. Okay. I already gave you a wee drab. It's just a wee one. Bloop. Uh, that's 
Perfect. Thank you. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm stingy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Honestly, I don't want any more. <laughs> we're only drinking because we didn't have cannabis. Yeah. Like, I did not have any Should've anything other than edibles on me. So. Yeah. I, I thought about, like, I was sitting on the couch, and it was, like, 6 o'clock, and I was, like, the boys were screaming. I was, like, I gotta bring the vape tonight. Gotta bring the vape. <laughs> Holy fuck. Like, one of them was just repeating mom, and then Roland was just crying oh, mom. like the, the family guy. Mommy. Ma. Yeah. Mama. Yeah. Ma. Exactly Mama. that. Like, so every time Roland <laughs> cried, the silence between that was Henry filling it going, Mama. 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 <laughs> Mama. No. Mama. I was like, oh, And all he said to me, he's like, I'm so glad my name is not Mama. And I was like, fuck you. Eat a dick, bro. <laughs> yeah. Deborah, you might like it. <laughs> that was good. Sex positive like that. Right. right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. It's been like, I think since September, since we've had sex. Mm. Um, and over the last, uh, so it's February, so I think, so the full, whenever the last full moon was, you January twenty third. Like, you mean like I should know the answer? It was to this? January twenty third, I think. I was like, and I should because I'm sure I was at the circle. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was January twenty third. That night we had our full moon ritual, and I remember laying. We were laying on the floor, and the twinkly lights were on, and the candles were lit, and everything. We're having a good time, and then I could feel this. The arousal, I could yeah. feel the sexual sexual energy rising, and I started to get a little uncomfortable because my mo mm. is to my 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 conditioning from over the years um, is to push that away, is to not accept it, to not feel comfortable with it, to push it away, and to change the subject. So I'll laugh, I will I will start talking about something to totally take away. Um, from that oh, moment. That's okay. <laughs> Good. Just, just getting your consent before I uh, unleash my titties. <laughs> um, so we were so like, sorry to interrupt this like intense <laughs> moment of conversation. That's fine. <laughs> the titty break. It's all right. It's good. <laughs> oh my god! It's like body break. Titty break. Do 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 do. Fucking body break. Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. I can't even remember their names. How could I not? I grew up I, on that shit. I know, but I remember. I remember their tracksuits. Oh, how could you forget? How could you forget? <laughs> this is okay. So this episode should just be called ADHD. <laughs> Pretty sure it's... we went from an intense conversation <laughs> to titty break to body break tracksuits. <laughs> Or just squirrel moments yeah, with yeah, momgasm. Yeah, squirrel moments. <laughs> Squirreling off with momgasm. So as you were saying, my friend, <laughs> um, your tendency is yes. to... Okay, yeah, so to pu- thank you. You're welcome. Um, to push it away, and I said that to Ollie. I said, I can feel your fire, and I can feel it rising in me, and I'm uncomfortable. And mm. he's like, just sit with it. Because he's been practicing just sitting with arousal. That's mm. been his thing that he's been really learning is not restraint, but just just to sit with it. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sit with it. And I started breathing it up. And I had this amazing thing happen where I could, I could see Ollie's fire. And I could see it in myself. 
And the way that our astrology works, my Cancer Sun and my Leo Moon, I have equal amounts of like water and fire, and my rising is Cancer as well. And Ollie's is Aries Sun, Leo Moon. I forget what his rising is. It's a lot of fire. A lot of fire. And I remember when we first sat down and meditated together long before this. That was the first time that we really sat down and meditated together. And that was the first occurrence where I really was introduced to his fire. Like, mm-hmm. I really understood in that moment how much fire he has in him. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to meet him and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breathe through it. And I was breathing through it and I was like envisioning his fire and mine. But it, like mine looked like a beach and there was a big roaring fire on the beach. And my water was obviously the ocean lapping against it. And... Before I knew it, like we were just totally in it, present in that moment, we started kissing and every time our tongues touched, it was like our inner fire was touching. Mm, it's it, like your tongues are the flame. Right? And it was incredible. And we passionately made out for I don't know how fucking oh long. My God. And we have, like, I think we've only done that once. I don't know if it's going to make you uncomfortable with bitch. You just turned me on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you see this right here? <laughs> So this, this is, so squirreling off for a minute, I'm wearing a rubber band because I'm trying to teach around myself. Around your wrist. Around my wrist. Y- your shelf. My shelf. <laughs> I'm trying to bring more awareness to when I'm aroused because oh, I realize yes. Ollie has such a good understanding of when he's aroused because he's so full of fire. It's same with you. You, you probably have a um, very good awareness mm-hmm. of when you're aroused. Mm-hmm. I don't. My pussy is humming right now. So see, mine, now that I'm thinking about it, mine is too. If you didn't bring that up, it totally would have just, I wouldn't have even been I, it's aware funny of it. It's like, it's like my pussy and also like this area is tingling. Mm. I'm pointing to like my chest and I'm like, yeah. Ah. yeah. <gasps> Speaking of arousal, what? I watched a trailer cause I'm too poor for the real thing, <laughs> but I watched a trailer of the most amazing porno that was designed for me. So it's funny because we did the episode on porn and we were both like, fuck porn. Porn is stupid. Wholesome pornography. And then we (laughs) hashtag wholesome porn. And I remember the porn we did watch was kind of wholesome and it was really a turn on. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually masturbated to that thought. (laughs) I love love that you like judged me so harshly for my wholesome porn pitch. And then you were like, oh, bitch is on to something. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's actually good. But anyway, we had, so what's really fun is like when we released the episode of Wholesome Porn, we had like this slew of women mm. and folks that follow us that were like, oh my God, this isn't like, you need to watch Erica Lust stuff. And so I started following Erica Lust and I started creeping around X Confessions which if you are like looking for some, not necessarily wholesome porn, mm. but like wholesome in the sense of like ethically paid yeah. actors, differentiating bodies, a whole bunch of variety of really cool shit on there mm. and like really juicy storylines and concepts, go, there you go. <laughs> but even just the thought of it, I'm like, yeah, okay, but I'm it's into like, this. It's like, it's so good, but I, I can't, I'm so sorry, Erica, but I cannot currently in our financial situation foot the bill <laughs> so if you want to join our patreon so i can like foot the bill for our my porn situation <laughs> please okay wait love and momgasm sign up to erica lust please foot the yes, bill i will share our sign up we can like please god please god please god <laughs> we need this 
But I was on there today. I told Jeff about this today when he got home. But I have been, I don't know what's up. I don't know if it's Mercury retrograde. It's probably because it's Pisces season. Let's be real. I'm fire and I'm like, what is this water bullshit that we're in right now? I'm not here for it. I mean, I feel my feelings, but intensely and in short bursts. Not here for like the long drawn out. Feelings. See, I totally am, man. I'm totally in my element. Oh, anyway. opposites <laughs> attract, motherfucker. <laughs> but I, I've not been feeling very turned on. I've not mm. been feeling very aroused, which is weird because I'm in my fucking inner summer. I am juicy as a fucking mother, fucking papaya in my basement. Oh Branding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You keep those metaphors on brand, bitch. I try. I try. I try. <laughs> Your shirt is very on brand. That's right why now. I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a mom gas of color. It I is very get much it. a mom gas of color. Yeah. I was gonna buy that fucking bodysuit that Alyssa bought. Oh. Although I did tell, I was like, Forrest, I I don't think my boobs are big enough for that anymore. She's like, you never know until you try. And I went to try it on. And I was like, oh, it's gone. No. And then I saw Alyssa in it and I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> Bitch is rocking it. She did rock it. She, she did. does rock it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to cry when I listen to this episode later. <laughs> anyway. So I'm, I'm like, I was in this space. Like today was my day of self-care. Like you have your self-care Wednesdays typically. Mm-hmm. I love that I know your schedule. I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're in like a side marriage at this point. Uh, it's a business marriage. Yeah. Business slash like friend marriage. Right? It's great. But you have your self-care Wednesdays and like Thursdays are kind of usually that for me unless I have like a really specific business thing that I need to get done because Thursday mornings my mother-in-law takes Fallon for like two, two and a half hours, and then she comes home, she eats, and then she sleeps for, like, two hours. Oh, nice. It's, like, it's incredible. And so this morning, I was, like, fuck it. I was, like, I did a whole bunch of work because I had, like, a giveaway going on on my Lindsay on Laura 10 page. I had a giveaway going on. Two giveaways going on on our page. And so I was, like, writing all the copy, organizing all the things, making sure shit was happening Mm -hmm. and going out when it needed to, and, like, emailing about the show that we're doing and like all of this stuff and so I was like I just need to not I just need to not for a little bit and mm. so I like put my phone away and I put on Love is Blind <sighs> and I like binged the shit out of it and I chilled and then I it like dawned on me I was like I've not I had thought about it a few days ago too I was like I, I was like for me in my inner summer like I'm not feeling turned on I'm not really feeling like, I've not fucked in at least a week, if not more, hmm. which is fine. Hmm. Um, and I I was like, I've, I feel like I've not been actively cultivating that space for me. So I'm like, is it that I'm just not able to be turned on with the time, moon, shit, whatever's going on? Or, that's a terrible sentence, but I'm sure you followed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you fucking followed. The wine has arrived, friends! But I I was like, I wonder, like, if I was to watch something, would it make a difference? Mm. And so I was like, I'm going to check out if X Confessions has some new trailers for you, bitch. <laughs> um, because sometimes, like, a, a, a plot line... And, like, a 10-second dick is enough for me. Yeah. Like, sometimes I that, that is enough for mm-hmm. me. And so they had this... Oh, my God. I'm... Like, I'm... I... 
I am, I don't even have words for how turned on I am with this scenario. So first of all, the people in this particular like story arc are just my kind of hot. She's like meh for me, but like still meh enough that I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. You're like generic awesome goodness mm. for me. And like generic in like the best way possible. Like it, you're like, yes. Mm. Yes, but not like, yes. Yeah. Okay. If people are I following this, I, I <laughs> love you for understanding me in this moment. But he, on the other hand, was like, I'm trying to like figure out the right words to describe his build where he was like a, a not super buff guy, but like had a larger stature than her. Mm. Definitely had some muscles under there, but had like some cushion. Mm. Like had a little bit of meat on his bones. Okay, I like that. Which I was like, ooh, yeah. you eat good. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> you like food. Yeah, you go take me somewhere good to eat. Okay. Oh, I'm here. And so, but, but, beard and man bun. Oh, Dark hair. Shit. Dark hair. Dark hair. Huh. So if that wasn't enough, friends, if that wasn't oh, enough, shit. the whole, I'm trying to remember what this, oh, fuck. I should, like, get my phone. I was just going to say, you should I'm go get, get the fucking I'm get, trailer. I'm going to get the trailer, bitch. Oh, shit. You need to see you bitch. I was like, I was like, I need to send this to Oh shit! Like it was one of those where I was like, I need to tell everyone about oh, this fuck. because it's so good. And it's like, it's funny when I told Jeff, he was like, that is the most fucked up thing you've ever told me. And then I was like, okay, what? What? okay, Why? because the way, okay, because I told him I was like, babe, I just saw the perfect porno for me. It was made for me. I want to sign up for a subscription just for this particular video. Like this was designed for me. And so I'm describing it to him and I'm like, okay, so babe, it's this like utopian society and they like can't have babies until they've like reached this milestone of like sexual connectivity with each other. And like this couple wants to like go and they want to make a baby and they're like so in love with each other. And he's like, utopian society, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you right now? And I'm like, wait for it. Wait for it, babe. And so I'm like, so they go and they have to go to this like sex guru and this like kind of cult scenario. And they go and they like do this fucking sacred ritual. And they get like advice from this person on like how to deeper connect and how to have this like orgasmic pleasure relationship Whoa, this so is that so they can made be, for you oh no so that they can be blessed with a child but while they're fucking on this round bed there's dancers naked dancers dancing around them huh made for me that is a hundred percent made for you <laughs> like every single detail i think it's called like impregnation impregnation Impreg oh my Jesus Christ, I can't, I can't, I can't. The, the wine, the wine is taking over. Um you get riled up. In, impregnate. Oh fuck it. Jesus Christ, guys. I'm just gonna read it because I can't. I can't. I can't right now. Oh, I love that. I just have to put an X in. Impregnating? It. No, it's like it, it's um impregnation nation. No, I was right. Impregnation, impregnation nation. nation. Whoa. Anyway. Anyway, like um. Okay, I'm going to read this. 
Welcome to the womb, the safest place on earth. I'm done with the Marthas, the commanders, the aunts, the maids. I think we need less dystopian futures and more utopian fantasies. In my utopia, getting pregnant is an art you need to master. Infertility is not caused by disease or biological defect. It is simply a human's natural state. You don't have to be the smartest or most beautiful or strongest person to overcome this state, but your intentions and your heart need to be pure and uh, as the driven snow. You have to reach a state of complete transcendence by practicing the art of love over and over and over again. In impregnation nation, that is hard to say. Mm. In impregnation nation, you develop and learn your lovemaking techniques until you excel. And only then when you have reached your full potential as an elevated lover. I love that they use the word lover. Mm. Uh-huh. Like this is hitting all the check marks for me. <laughs> You are allowed to attempt the procedure of making babies. In my world, when you want to procreate, both the man and the woman have to pass um, a sex exam in front of our nation's gorgeous and omniscient masters of reproduction. They are like the wizards and witches of this world being of higher consciousness. I know it may sound weird, but I get turned on by the situation where me and my man have the best sex in the middle of a love circle of experts who help us perform the most sacred ritual in the world and beyond. And only if we all succeed in creating an experience as magical as the universe itself will it gift us with the most gorgeous, tender child we could ever wish for. Thank you. Done. That's how I want to conceive another child if I ever do it. Like, that is... That is... That was... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. That was written for you. This made for Like, me. what the fuck? Ma- what? Made, made for me. Just wait. You haven't even fucking seen these people yet. Like, I can't. I can't. Also, for all of you that told me to, like, fucking look into ex-confessions, I cannot thank you enough. Here, yes, help nature do what she does best, creating life. He's also hot as fuck to me. Um, yeah. Okay, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Do I need to snap this one? Whoa. <laughs> it's also like... <sighs> Not only are they like, fucking in front of a whole bunch of people that are dancing around them naked and hot as shit but it's like the way that they're fucking is very like love making fucking like it's it's like embodied fucking which is what I'm here for yep yep hard yes yeah hard yes hard Hard yes Anyway, uh, mm, so yes, I can get turned on right now. Yeah. That yeah. was. <laughs> snap that. Snap the rubber band. Hashtag oh, yeah, snap three that. right now. Three? <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, shit. Right? I, just, like, I also really want to point out how, yes, there was a lot of body diversity, and I love yes! that. Yes! Like that. Really, really, really love that. Also, there's like, so I watched, I because I was like, I can't afford more. Yeah. It's like a 17 minute video and I got a minute uh, of it. So I went through and watched like the behind the scenes. And like the first thing in the behind the scenes is like this guy with this like probably quote unquote standardly smaller than average size dick. And I was like, yes! Wow. Like there's, it's, oh, I just. I love it. I love it so much. 
I love it so much. So please, please, God, sign up to our Patreon so I can actually watch the full fucking thing. I will do a special Patreon episode where we sit down and we watch the whole thing and we will give commentary. I will totally fucking do that. I will do that. I am on board with that idea. Like, I will do that. (laughs) I'd also love for you and Jeff to sit down and watch it together. Yes. Hard yes. We will do like three series where we all sit, oh my God, all of us together at the same time. Like, why not? You know, I would like, do it. Why not? All of us would get together and watch pornography together. That would be lovely. I would do, I would do that. Like, it would be hilarious. Oh my god, it would be so funny. I, me and Ollie would be snapping our rubber bands. <laughs> Just in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it out. Bitch, you snapping? Yeah, I'm snapping. <laughs> I'm, snapping. <laughs> I'm popping off. I'm snapping off. <laughs> Just me in the corner slack jawed like... Like, honestly, that, yeah. I, that is, like, the porn of my fantasies. I want to go exploring ex-confessions ex- now. They have some delicious things on there. I have not looked in a very long time. Like, probably years. Oh. Like, I remember discovering it probably back in 2014. And I was like, this is the shit. I want her on the show. Yeah. Like, that is... Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I think I would cry. I'd be like, thank you. Right. <laughs> for what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was also really interesting for me. So I, again, where I was like, I'm hungry for more. When I was watching the behind the scenes, like it was interesting to hear the actors Mm. talk about what it was like for them in embodying this kind of role. And like talking about like the fear of not having the right chemistry together and what that would be like and how where this role specifically is supposed to be like, a couple who's like heavily in love and like wanting to procreate Mm. how like can we bring that capacity to the scene i love that right that's the way all pornography should be right so it shows you that it is two people acting and they're taking the role seriously right like this is a creative outlet for them this is this is is their passion this is what they do Instead of watching a porn and thinking that, you know, this is two real people and this is the way all sex right? should be. It's like, no, right? you're taking that away. Right. You're demystifying it and saying, no, we we're, we put in all this effort to mm-hmm. become these characters. Right. But at the same time, it's really nice for like the way that this porn is done. The bodies are real enough. Yeah. The environment is real enough. And like, well, kind of. If anybody wants to dance around my husband and I while we fuck, please let me know. Like, sign up. But, like, uh, talking about, like, how it was, fi- like, filmed. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is very, like, real. There's no, like, glamour. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. no gloss on it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no weird filters. It's just straight up. Mm. And I like that. It's like, this is art. Well, at least that take, one is. Take it for art. Yeah, exactly. Right? Which yeah. is really is really cool. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, I feel like they also... On the other hand, bring a realism that isn't in porn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, so it's like it's it's both. Like you see the yeah. messier side of things mm-hmm. that you don't see in porn, mm-hmm. or in like traditional, not paid for, unethical porn. Yeah. While also having the the backstory of, 
hey, yeah, we are actors. Yeah, we're paid for this. And this is like the experience of like getting into the characters and, and embodying these characters so that we can provide really interesting, amazing, pleasurable art. Mm. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was fucking made for me, man. Absolutely. I was like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mine. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to explore it a bit more. Oh, there's no hot shite on there. I remember when I looked years ago, I like, I, I, there was some stuff I found and then I remember, <gasps> sorry, I just had a business moment where I was like, we should do a fucking affiliate link with them. Ooh. I'm going to email about that tomorrow. Ooh. Cause I'm pretty sure I could sell that. Well, we've already got, I know there's people listening who are interested. I, Cause I'm genuinely thrilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. Uh, Ages ago, you were looking at them, and... Uh, yeah, I found some stuff that I really liked, and I found some other stuff that was super edgy. Oh, yeah. And, like, totally out there, but it it wasn't out there in the sense that it made you feel dirty when you were watching it. Right? And that's what I love that they do. So it's like, they provide this really interesting exploration opportunity into the world of, like, kink and BDSM, that feels very safe. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, I'll scroll through it and I'm like, I don't think this is for me, but I'm interested enough that I kind of want to witness it. Right. Because I know that it's going to be done in this like consensual, beautiful, awesome way. Exactly. And in a way that I don't feel pressured to have to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, you know that those people who are doing it, yeah, it's consensual, everyone's safe, mm. no one's being taken advantage of. Because there's definitely been times over the years... Oh, I have watched some weird fucking shit. And I'm like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if everybody was a thumbs up for Mm -hmm. this. Agreed. 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 That's what made me start that petition, that pornography petition. Like that I I was so upset with the pornography that I had watched, that I know my friends were watching or had watched and you know told me about. And like, you know, just realizing the state of people's sexual shame mm. and how so many of people of our generation grew up watching pornography and yeah. were so, all so fucking ashamed um, to talk about it, to, to, to celebrate it, to have these open conversations because we've watched some shit and we think that we're fucked up, you know, and we're this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Yeah, and then this, the, the, it just leads to the conversation of thinking that sex is one thing because of what the type of pornography you're watching, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you you think that that's, you expect that from your partners and realize it's not, so then you feel shame. Mm-hmm. You feel ashamed that you thought that or you wanted that. And it's just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we were having a really, I, I threw up a, a question in the, in the den. So if you're not, if you're not already in the momgasm den, the fuck are you waiting for? Mm. Um, it's our free online Facebook group. And I threw up a question of like, what turns you on or like, what's a guaranteed turn on for you. And I loved the variety of answers that we got, Mm. but I especially loved the individuals that were claiming things that are outside of what's deemed normal Mm -hmm. or, um, safe. Mm -hmm. Like there was a few people that were like pain and like spanking, choking. Right. I was like, fuck yes for you. Right. I love that. And I love that we've created a space where people can like revel in that shit Mm -hmm. because it is valuable. 
There was also a Matrix gif of Neo. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I also don't know what that was, I was like, are you, But I'm like, are you into Neo? Okay, I'm here for that. I I'll wanted put, her to elaborate. I was like, is this is this this thing? thing that I'll I don't put know a trench about? for you. <laughs> the fucking coat. A duster. <laughs> the duster, you know the word. I do. The fucking leather duster. <laughs> it still freaks me out that you know the word. Why man. does that freak you out so much? Because I remember when Ollie said it, when he said he wanted that coat, and he said duster, I had never heard that word before. Really? And like, I didn't know that that was a type of coat. And I was like, who the fuck knows that shit? I was like, that's so weird. And it's not weird, Sarah. It's, apparently, it's not. Maybe I'm, it's funny. I, I am not a fashion person. I'm not a style person. And I know I'm totally the person that was like, never say you're not something. <laughs> but fuck you, Lindsay, in this moment. I am not traditionally somebody who's like in with the style and what's mm. what's what. But that's something that is like common knowledge for me. Did you want a duster growing up? Oh, fuck yes. You oh didn't. my God, no way. Who didn't? <laughs> Bitch, we grew up in the age of Neo and the Matrix, so who did not want a duster? I didn't. I didn't. When Ollie told me that, I was like, there is no way I am walking around with you in a fucking duster. I wanted the duster, <laughs> the slicked back fucking Trinity hair, and oh, the tiny man. ass sunglasses. Those tiny ass sunglasses. I did like Trinity's hair. I'm not going to lie about that. You mean the jizz hair? Yeah. Because that's... What it looked like. Oh, funny story. I could do that now. Total squirrel moment. You can't. Please do. <laughs> Live Next show. Time I- Live show. Show up. Show up with the tiny sunglasses, the duster, and sling back hair. Sup, Lindsay. I'm dying. I'd be like, no, I'm done. Bye. I just leave. I'm like, we're done. Show's over. Show's fucking over. No, I. Okay. So, turns out Diva Curl apparently is destroying people's hair. Oh, no. This is apparently happening. So I've been using Diva Curl for like two years. I've used their shampoo and conditioner for a year and a half, two years. I've used their style cream for at least a year and a half. And then I recently switched to their ultra defining gel, which I've been loving. Like my hair, my hair has been cute. The kids were fucking with it today. Don't well, judge still it. Still cute. Still cute though, right? Still cute. So my hair, my hair game has been pretty on point. Anyway, I did a post about it and people were like, oh, did you know that Diva Curl is like melting people's hair and destroying their scalps and all of this shit? And I was like, well, I didn't. Boo. Don't worry, this is getting to jizz. This is not all about hair. So I was like, well, fuck. Now what am I going to do? Because there's, if you have curly hair, if you have fucking curly hair or wavy hair, you know the struggle of like, how long it takes to find the right products and the right method mm. for your hair. And once you find it, you fucking cling on to that shit. <laughs> You're like, this is everything. This is my lifeblood. I have arrived and I am not fucking letting go. <laughs> so that was kind of like how I felt the first time somebody messaged me. I was like, fuck you. It's working for me. But also thank you. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But by the fifth person, I was like, oh, God, maybe I have to change something. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. This sucks. And one of the people that had pre-prol, guys, the wine is kicking in. The pre-prol that messaged me said, you can actually make your own hair gel out of flax seeds. Uh, I thought you were going to say out of jizz. The jizz is coming. Hold on. Oh, my God. (laughs) No pun intended. So this person messaged me. They're like, "You can make your own hair gel out of out of not just <laughs> out of out of flax seeds." And then they were they were like, "I've done it once. It actually has the 
the texture and consistency of jizz. But it works really well. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's cool. You're just having a something about Mary moment every morning. That's totally fine. <laughs> that's, that's like I just dated myself with that reference. Oh my God. But I can't, I can't, I don't think I can get my brain behind the idea of like putting something in this jizz texture right and feel into my hair and still feel good about myself well this is really interesting you said you're talking about flax because i made these amazing <laughs> this is a weird squirrel moment <laughs> okay i'm telling you these have some adhd right or uh, squirrel moments um, with momgasm but it's really weird that you're talking about this because last night i made these amazing vegan brownies so last night was my self-care night and as it was wednesday bitch. it was wednesday night as you do on a Wednesday night in my world, um, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to make chocolate. I was like, I want chocolate, but I don't want to go buy chocolate. I want to make some delicious, wholesome. Flax. So this is what we this is what I did. Have I told you how to make like chocolate with just like three ingredients? Well, like, I've made chocolate pudding with, like, avocado and maple oh, no, syrup no, no, and whatnot. Oh, no, bitch. I just continue, and then I have, like, a gift oh, to impart okay. on you. Oh, okay. All right. So, I made the vegan brownies, and I did something I've never, ever done before. Apparently, flaxseed, flaxseed right. meal. Exactly. It's eggs. I've never done that before. I don't have, a, a, like, a dietary uh, concern about eggs, um, but I've been eating more vegan meals because I'm trying to let go of dairy, um, and so I just went with it. But looking at it after it sat for a while, because that's the first thing you do after it sat for a Jizz. while, it congealed. Jizz. And I was like, oh, God, yeah, that's but that's why it works. But that's exactly what it looks like. Jizz, now that I think about it, it like was clumpy and it oh, just yeah. like plopped oh, in. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So that's what she wants you to put in your hair? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you'd have the flaxseed stuff in your hair. No, thank you. It would be all weird. It would also smell not yeah. great for me. No. Flax smells like butts to me. I don't. It's like musty. It's like a musty, earthy smell, which I'm not, I don't want in my hair. Hmm. Um, Okay. If you want chocolate. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this, if you were like, I need some motherfucking chocolate in my life, all you need is coconut oil, some sort of sweetener. It can be stevia. It can be like honey. It can be maple syrup and cocoa. Equal parts coconut oil. And Coco, I'm giving you the middle finger. It's funny. Because uh, I'm keeping consistency <laughs> yeah. with yeah. the options of what I used. But equal parts cocoa and uh, coconut oil. And then sweeten it to your taste. Oh. You melt it together. You put it in some sort of tray. I like to put sea salt on top because dark chocolate and sea salt is like, mm. Mm, muy bueno. Mm-hmm. And then you fucking pop it in the freezer and you've got fucking chocolate in like, 15 minutes or less. No fucking way. Yep. That's what I did for the... So I made the brownie... The the brownies and... uh, The jizz brownies. The jizz brownies. And after I had the dry... We're squirreling off... This is like a cooking podcast. (laughs) Uh, Chocolate and brownies relate to motherhood Right. Here we go. Because it was honestly pleasurable to be making that. Oh, yes, babe. Like, I was totally into (laughs) Babe. Babe. (laughs) The wine. (laughs) Um... But like I had my headphones on and I was just totally immersed in it. I remember Ollie came in the kitchen, he tried to say something, and I just totally ignored no, it. Bye. I was like, no, I am immersed in this. This I am making a wonderful vegan I'm brownie. Julia Childing. Julia right Childing, now. get out of here. <laughs> Whatever her voice was. It wasn't not that. that. It's not <laughs> that. Whoa! <laughs> making vegan brownies! That was like kind of Swedish. <laughs> Anyway, um, just 
have fun editing that shit. <laughs> Her gain is higher than usual today. Uh, um, oh, the brownies! <laughs> putting the chocolate in and getting my flax meal all jelly and just like. <laughs> I put it in the oven and 350 degrees. Yes. <laughs> if, it, if it spills, it's okay. That's really just good. Just lick the spoon. <laughs> That's a good Julia Child. Way better than mine. Way better than mine. See, again, I could be a voiceover artist at some point in my life. So you should start coming to the film and television networking events and market yourself Done. as a voiceover artist. Done. See, like, I brought Done. my puppet. Done. I'm going to make her yes. work. <laughs> I'll just wear a shirt. Sarah's puppet. <laughs> and you wear a shirt, puppeteer. Yes. <laughs> She can do Julia Child. She can do Kermit the Frog. She can even do Stitch. It's amazing. Kermit, <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. What's the other one you can do? You can do the one from... Um, I could do Salad Fingers. Oh, ago. I hate that. No, don't, 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 don't. Fuck, no. No, no E-bombs world for no. you. Um, the show Big Mouth. You can do the the blonde headed girl in that so oh, fucking remember. well. I don't remember. Oh my god, there have been so many times. I haven't, but I haven't listened to her in a right? long time, yeah. so it's like hard to bring that back. Oh in my, my head. god, or something like that. Oh my god, no, I can't. <laughs> no. It's no, I it's I need to like listen to her for a while and then I'll get it. But <laughs> yeah, um, you can do that with really uh, um, Stitch. <laughs> yeah, stitch. you're really good stitch. with Stitch. I can't see. I gotta think about it, and I'm like, right? there's wine involved now, so I don't know. Oh, honey means family. No one gets left behind. <laughs> Man, you're really good. Okay, now here. Okay, can you do a Sean Connery? Oh shit, I've done it before. If I'm Ooh. really drunk, it can happen. Oh fuck! I can't even like remember exactly. Again, I'm like, I have to think about. I have to think really hard. Is he Scottish or English? Scottish? Scottish? But yeah. I feel like it, it wanders. Mm. I feel like it wanders. Mm. Sean, nope. I uh, can't find him right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck in stitch. Scottish Sean Connery stitch. <laughs> how would you do that? How would you, I, 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 how would you do that? I don't even know. How do we stitch have an accent? What the fuck is bitch? Like, I feel like if I wasn't thinking about it, I could just do it. Sean. Sean. (laughs) Sean Connery. No. You're laughing more about your face? (laughs) Ollie always laughs in my face. (laughs) It's like a butt face. (laughs) Sean Connery. Just get to Sean Connery. Please. This is a lot of... What the fuck is this? You picked, you picked a terrible example. I did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said, this is the even worse one. <laughs> what misogynist bullshit have you pulled off? Bond is what, like, when you say Sean Connery, like, him is, right? James Bond. But I can't quite get there right now. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to keep clicking on videos because I don't. I'm just going to leave that. (laughs) You slap me. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. 
Maybe later, bitch. Maybe later, <laughs> fuck. Um, um, so besides, before we got squirreled off into, like, voice shit. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, no. Oh, no. Hair. Diva curl. Oh, right. Diva curl. Jizz in your curl. hair. Yeah. Something about Mary. Yeah. Did we finish that conversation? I think that was it. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I love you. I love you forever. Thank you for being here. It's been a long day. Yeah. Furkery. Furkery. I tried to say Mercury. Furkery. Furkery. Furkery is what I heard. Furkery retrograde. Furkery retrograde. <laughs> Vote for Momgasm. Best of Halifax. Voting's not open, but no. keep that in mind. Keep friends. it in mind, yeah. We started the campaign early. Bitch, the campaign started when we lost last year. Yeah, there you go. Right, fuck. Well, guys, we're gold. <laughs> oh, man. Too bad I can't use hashtags. Right? <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So I'm redesigning my house right now because it makes me feel sexy. So one of the things that I realized is for the longest time, it's it's funny because like there's there's a camp of people that is like, on the decorating fucking train immediately like they turn 14 and they're like i just get this shit right i am not that person <laughs> I'm, i've never been that person like there's something about decorating that like overwhelms me mm. a lot of the times it's like oh, what if i do it wrong mm. but i think it doesn't matter it's my space bitch yeah exactly i get to do what i want yeah but i like resisted for a long time where i like had it in my mind that I was like waiting for a place that we would be permanent at. Mm. I was like, I'll wait until we're permanent somewhere because what's the point in putting everything up and getting everything together and then having to pack it all up and move? Yeah. That was my excuse that I used for a really long time. And uh served me well for a while. Mm. And then I I had this roommate who was fantastic, who Heather, mm, I miss you and I love you. Heather moved in, and she, when she left, she left me some of her picture frames, but she filled them with, like, pictures that we had taken over the year that we were together, which was really fun. And then she left me with that. It's, like, that kind of, like, sparked and implanted something in me, but I didn't really do anything about it until the last couple of years. So I kept telling myself, like, when I get a place, when I get a place that is mine, and we know we're going to stay there for a long period of time, that's when I'll start decorating, and that's when I'll start putting stuff on my walls and doing the things. And, um, I started probably two years ago where I like finally, like I went in this like nesting phase and like in the nesting phase, that's when the two Estelle Thompson pictures went up Uh, and the triangle went up and the crystals and like the follow your dreams thing came into play. When we bought the house, we actually went and like purchased furniture for the first time that was new, which if you've never owned a house or like purchased furniture that was new before, that's a big fucking deal. It's a big deal. It's like a, I'm 30 big deal kind of mm. moment like oh look at me i own my place and i have furniture that i bought at the same time yeah so we did that and then um in the last i don't know what it is i don't know what the fuck it is but like a light switch turned on and all of a sudden i was like i need to rearrange everything mm. and it started like a couple months ago with like redoing the front entryway and i bought this like super cute antique dresser that I put mm. in the front entryway that like holds 
all of our like hats and mitts and gloves and stuff. It also has like some of my um, tarot cards in it, which I'm going to move out here now that we have a shelf out here. Mm. But it's like, it's taking the clutter and like putting it in a place that like feels really good. Mm. And then it gives me, gives me an opportunity to like put things that I love that feel better in my space, in my space, which then like decreases my stress level Mm. and like lessens the stress and burden on my nervous system Mm. and lets me like sink into my space when I'm here. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I had such such success. Oh, we're getting to the slurring part of the segment. I had such success with the front entryway and I felt so good about the front entryway that it like trickled into every Mm. other area of my house. It's the space is coming together and the plan, like the plan is like, we're very limited in the natural light that we have in our home mm. and where we want plants. I'm like, well, most of the plants are going to have to be either in the bathroom or in the front mm-hmm. room. And so like, I wanted a, something there to have plants on it and like feel good yeah. and all of that shit. So now it's like, it's coming together and it's like being in a space that I've had a hand in cultivating mm. feels erotic and sensual and lovely to me. Mm. Like it really brings me a lot of joy and like to be the other day, Folding laundry. Oh, I saw the two mountains. Two and a half hours of folding laundry. Two and a half hours. Which people are like, how how can you go that long without washing your clothes? I'm like, no, no, we were washing our clothes. We just were refusing to fold them. Mm. And then I got to the point where I got so fucking angry, Mm. like rage-filled, at like not being able to find a matching sock. Mm. Or like the, the top that would work with these fucking pants that I found for the kids. That I was like, we need to fold this motherfucking shit. And so finally I like came in and I was like, I'm going to make the most of folding laundry. I was like, I have my, my living room is looking good. It's feeling good. I'm going to light all my candles. I'm going to put on the sexy yeah. playlist. I literally put on a, a playlist that was like, have sex or something. It was called something along those lines. And I literally just like danced and gyrated wearing a bodysuit folding laundry for two and a half hours. The first hour and a half was really enjoyable. After that, I was like, I'm losing steam. But it was great. Like, it was really, it felt good to be in an environment that I had a hand in curating. Yeah. And, like, to drop into a space where I'm like, ooh, like, this is... This is built for me. Yeah, Ollie and I, I'm the one that does most of the decorating. I mean, Ollie has a great eye for it, but I love it. And I got that from my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom was always changing our house around when I was a kid. And I would always help her. And like I said, she would always let me do whatever I wanted to my room, change it around. Mm. I change it around every year. Um, And we kind of, I went through the same period, like maybe a month ago, where we had like the first nice day. And I opened some of the windows. I was like, I'm moving everything. Right. <laughs> and like, I did. I moved everything. I know. I was watching her when you were talking. And yeah, I just like, I, I think I came over that day or like a good day later, to, came over and recorded or something. And I was like, I've just been moving everything. Like, I'm just like, I have this insatiable need to, I think I said something along the lines of like, I feel that I have shifted and grown and I feel like yeah, the space needs to shift and, and grow. And that's, fucking feel that yeah and so it's been like it's an ongoing thing like i really shifted our basement right yeah oh she unfinished bitch yeah so it's there is something to be said to have your home reflect your state of mind yeah and if you're noticing that your home is not reflecting you if you don't feel at home in Mm. your space Mm. do something 
Put some twinkly lights up. Put right? some plants up. Like, sh- also, just like, move something. Also, for me, like, if you if you resonate with, like, where I was, which is, like, I'm not going to do it until it can be perfect, mm. which is something that I fall into often. And I've talked. That's I've, Ollie. But I've talked about this, like, even when it comes to sex, right? Like, I'm not going to mm. do it until it's, like, the perfect moment, until the kids are minded. They're not going to interrupt me. Mm. I know that I can have the perfect date, the perfect sex, mm. the perfect moment. No, do it anyway. Do what you can now because you're going to feel right? so much better doing the 20% than if you did nothing and you're just waiting. Right? That's what I said. It was it was last weekend. I wanted to move this beautiful, gorgeous, giant fucking trunk that we have upstairs. We had upstairs mm. in our bedroom at the foot of our bed. And it really confined that space. And I said to Ollie, I was like, I want to move this. I'm going to move it downstairs. He's like, where are you putting it? I was like, I'm not really sure yet. I'm just going to put it downstairs and feel it out. He's like, no. But I need to know. He's like, no, I need to know where you're putting it. We're not moving it until you figure it out. And I'm Ollie, like, Ollie? I'm, I'm there with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and, I, and I, I've been with him for 12 years. I know what he's like. And I was like, we're moving this fucking trunk. I don't want it in the room. It does not make me happy. I need it gone. Also, like, worst case scenario... If I can't find a home for it, it can return. Exactly. And it's fucking light. I mean, yeah, when it has stuff in it, it's really fucking heavy. But like when we took everything out, it was like super that. light. Right? So we put it downstairs. It didn't work in the hallway in our entryway. So I was like, let's put it down in the basement. We, maybe we could put all the boys' dress up clothes in it. It fits perfectly. It has the most perfect little spot. And all of their toys are on top of it. And I'm like, you see? You see this genius that I am? <laughs> Can I tell you something funny? What? When you said trunk, I thought you meant tree trunk initially, and I was very <laughs> confused as to why you had a tree trunk at the foot of your bed. Listen, I might. I That is something I would likely do, okay? Like, You're artsy and shit. <laughs> you might put a trunk at the foot of your bed. I definitely fucking would. And then you said would. put shit in it, and I was like, oh, like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is yeah. a trunk like that. <laughs> okay. A chest, a trunk. I don't know. A chest, chest. I like the word Chesterfield. Chesterfield. I really want a Chesterfield in my life. Chesterfield is like that, right? Like well, a chair, longer, but a longer. longer. Yeah. Like a, a couch. Longer. It's like a love right? seat. Right. A Chesterfield is like a love seat. We had a Chesterfield. We lived when we were like first moved in together. I just love the word Chesterfield. What other words do you love? Like what are some words that you genuinely love? I can tell you one word. Okay. I'll think of that. But right, I, I can immediately tell you, and it's not, the, it's not the word I don't like, it's how people pronounce it. Ooh. Schedule. 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 It is a schedule. Oh my god, I hate when so people wait. say schedule. Thank you, fame. Same. Like, it infuriates me. Although if me. you're listening to this and you say schedule, there's nothing wrong with you. We love you the same. So Just true. please don't say it around us. Please do not, please do not send me a voice memo of you saying schedule. Actually, please do. <laughs> Please, please do. <laughs> Send your schedule to uh, if you do at that- Momgasm Podcast at Instagram. I will send you a rage voice memo cackle. back. No, instead, just cackle. <laughs> just send them a voice message. Ca- messle? Messle? <laughs> a voice message cackling back at them. Just ha- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but seriously, like, okay. make your space your own. Yeah. Sex is lovely, even if it's with yourself. That's right. Rubber bands can help you find more presence with your arousal. That reminds me, actually. Oh. There's another part to this, which I didn't say. I'm not snapping that because I'm really aroused right now. Um, it's uh, just because you're thinking about the rubber yes, band. Yes, I'm thinking about it. Um, 
so the other part to this of the the rubber band snapping it for when I'm aroused. So Ollie and I were having a conversation in the night. I, I, was, I don't know why this is this a matcha. It was matcha. Nice bitch. Sorry, I, I saw the green. I, <laughs> I've had wine. There is no filter it's anymore. Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um. So we're having a conversation, and I was talking about we were talking about arousal and pleasure. And Ollie, like I already told you, he has a really good sense of when he's aroused, when he's feeling pleasure, and... Well, generally a hard dick will do that for you. Exactly. It's very noticeable. That's what I said. And he was like, you know, it, it's... It, he asked me, he said, how often are you aroused? And I was like, mm. I don't know, actually. I was That's like... A good question. Right? And he's like, I, I, I know exactly when I'm aroused and I'm aroused quite often. Like you arouse me every day. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not attracted to you and you don't arouse me, but I'm just, I'm not no, aware a of different, it. It's a different, like, yeah, it's a very different, it's a subtle. Absolutely. Shift instead of this very visceral body shift. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's visceral. Yeah. Sometimes it's very like, yeah. Yeah. But other but times, I find like the intensity of that kind of arousal and the frequency of that kind of intensity of arousal is not frequent. Like yeah. I have these micro arousals where I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm a little turned on. See, that's what I'm not noticing. Mm. I notice the really intense ones, but Ollie notices also the really, really subtle ones. Mm. And he brought up some examples and he was like, were you aroused during this? And I was like, I don't know. Right. And so I was I was sitting in bed and we were talking about it and and I said, I want to do the rubber band trick because he was doing it to understand when he was having sexual thoughts. Mm. And so, so it's often like oftentimes you'll use a rubber band when you're having like if you're trying to cut an addiction. Yes. Right? So if like I'm trying to cut an addiction to fucking smoking cigarettes or mm-hmm. something if i'm having that addictive tendency or that addictive thought mm-hmm. i'll snap the rubber band mm-hmm. as my my activity of like recognizing the thought and also like breaking the the cycle mm-hmm. the pattern mm-hmm. by snapping that rubber band so it's really interesting that you're using it in this like ooh, i'm here right so it brings it brings that it brings me back into my body because i mm. find yeah with my conditioning with the trauma I, like I said to you earlier, I have a tendency to push away the feelings of arousal. Mm. And when I'm really intensely aroused, it makes me feel some, most of the time very uncomfortable. For sure. Um, so the, the idea was to incorporate the rubber band, but I have lately, I've adopted the gratitude journal. I've started doing that mm. every night, but I'm thinking of doing a pleasure journal. Yes, bitch. So every night or every morning, maybe I'll alternate it. I'll write in it. That was really intense. I know. <laughs> I love that. I was like, yes, okay, you're on board. Yeah. I am. <laughs> so I think I, I, I really want to do this for myself because it's going to cultivate positive sexuality. Yeah. Where I am, I am actively trying to learn it and I'm actively trying to, to invite more of it. And I think I need to help myself recognize when I'm feeling pleasure, because there's so many little ways that I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And I need to understand, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm all for cultivating pleasure in all facets of your life, but I don't do a very good job of recognizing when I'm feeling pleasure of when I am actually actively in a state of pleasure. And so yep. this is, I, and anyone who's listening who might be in the same situation of me, 
I, I think that this is going to be a very important tool for yeah. in cultivating this positive sexuality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to bring about that awareness that I have completely neglected. And I've been afraid to mm. kind of let myself go there. I'm okay with, 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 um, inviting pleasure when I'm cooking, when I am doing a photo shoot with you, with Alyssa, or when I'm listening to music, but feeling positive in states of arousal with my partner mm. is still very uncomfortable. So is it with your partner or is it with a male person specifically? Well, I haven't had a female partner in a very long time. So, you know, comparing the two, I'm not sure. But like even, even when... I am arousing myself. So if I'm having like a ritualistic self-pleasure session, that's a positive session. But if I am aware that I'm aroused and I want to get off afterwards, there's a lot of feeling of negativity. And then like, that might not be because of my history. That might just be a thing that other people also experience that don't have trauma in their life. Like, so like how? So like if I, if I'm aroused and I don't want to put in the time to make it like a ritual to like really draw it out. Like which, me earlier today. Right. When I was like, let's watch this uh, So let's porn. just rub it out. So Whoa, I did. Didn't happen in a lengthy period of time. It was like <laughs> two. I was like, this is made for right? me 30 seconds in. So like in those, 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 those moments, if I choose to use a toy, so a vibrator, Afterwards, I'm not... Hashtag G-Vibe. Hashtag exactly (laughs) G-Vibe. Afterwards, I'm not really in um, the same state of mind I would be if it was a ritualistic self-pleasure session. It's more of Uh like... I don't know. It's it there. There is a level of an underlying discomfort there. It's almost like I don't want to look at what I just did. Like, I I I do it, and then I want to look away, and I I want to pretend it never happened. I get that. Right? Oh, that was dirty. I'm done now. Yeah, I'm done now. Let's leave the scene. But when it's ritualistic, I'm like, this was amazing. Right. I'm savor it. And I'm going to write about it. And I'm going to like just totally uh, right? draw this whole thing out. Right. And so, I, you know, I I don't really know what that's all about. With I, but little... I but I can relate to that in some ways. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I feel it in the same magnitude as you. But it, I definitely have that moment it's almost like this fleeting moment of shame yeah i'm just thinking so i'm just gonna say shame yeah it's like this this like fleeting moment of like well why did you do it like that yeah why did you why was it a quickie why did you use that why did you look at that yeah yeah very yes like it's 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 this like judgment in how i chose to experience like a brief moment of pleasure instead of fully engaging and embodying that moment of pleasure. Yeah. And I, there's nothing wrong with it. No. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's this like weird hierarchy in my mind of like I should only prioritize intentional spiritual sexual arousal. Right. Yeah. Which I'm like that's bullshit. Yeah. This this no. Sometimes I really just want that two to five minutes of like, mm, can I turn it on? Can I enjoy this? Okay, I can. We're good. Yeah. And yeah. And that and like that should be okay. That should be enough and that should be fine. There comes a point where it's like if that's the only thing that I'm leaning into, mm. maybe then I need to do a little bit of like refinement. And True, like, yeah. 
rejudging or or like reevaluating how that's working for me. Mm. But overall, like there's nothing inherently wrong or sinful or terrible about mm. just getting off. Mm. It's good. Yeah, you're saying that and I hear you, but my but you're body, still like, my body is still like gross, disgusting, that's bad, you're dirty, oh, don't funny. do it. It's funny because I'm saying it and I'm still like, Ugh. Mm, I only half believe you. Right? I only half believe you. But then it's again, it's like coming to, so it's like for me, I don't know what the fuck is going on out there right now. There's a lot of rustling. I'm like, who are you rustling with? I'm in here. <laughs> Um, it's probably a cat, but there's this, this, like, anytime I find myself coming up on that thought or like that discomfort of like, I'm doing something and I feel odd about it. And I like sit down and I allow myself the process to evaluate Mm. and be like, logically, I know that there's nothing wrong with this. Logically, I know that this is a healthy behavior. Logically, I know that like, this is is helping me but somewhere subconsciously there's a story that this is not good Mm. I will stop and I'll sit down and I'll like kind of work with affirmations where I'm like no like this is good this is healthy this is I'm doing this for me Mm -hmm. I'm doing this to connect to me and there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing I wonder if it's because we've been conditioned to think that masturbation is inherently bad. Oh, I'm sure. And especially for girls. Right? For girls, Every yeah. Every time you masturbate, God kills a kitten. Right? Do you remember that fucking, yeah. like, gif or, mm. like, gra- what were they before gifs? It was, like, graphic <laughs> JPEG, the JPEG <laughs> yes. that was floating around the, yeah. the internet. Motion I still graphic. see it. Like, I see it in my head. <laughs> it's like this kitten in a green field. <laughs> literally see it in my brain. I don't know if I can find it now, but... But yeah, it's like, you know, that video that's been circulating, the I am a lady, or something I haven't like, seen it. I've seen snippets of it, but I've not, like, today. sat down and watched it because I know I'm going to get riled the fuck up I when did. I watch it. Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I could have written this shit. Mm. Like, I know I'm going to get there. <laughs> I know I'm going to be at that level. I was riled up, but I was like, yeah, I want to join this. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Right? I was like, like this is mobgasm. Right? Exactly. <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I haven't watched it yet, because I'm like, I, I need to contain this. I need a container right? for this. Yeah. I need to do something productive with this. Yeah. And I'm not there yet, because I'm binging Love is Blind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But it's like, it's, it's... Why are you blind, Mark? Why are you blind? <laughs> I've got to watch this. I've got to be a part of this. You really do. This social phenomenon. Oh, fuck, buddy. Yeah. Fuck. When it was wild. Wild. What? Wild. I'm trying to not say crazy lately because that's terrible. Mm. Um, not very good at it. Or psychotic. That. I don't ever say that. You never heard people. I'm not I've saying heard you. People say that. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like, like that's not yeah. something that comes no. out of me organically. Yeah. Crazy no. comes out a lot. Yeah. So I'm like that's crazy. That's why I'm like, no, that's wild. I've I've been noticing that when I talk to the boys. So I'll, if I'm saying they're crazy, instead I've changed it to, oh, you're so wild, mm. wild little boys. Wow. Wild dad. Bitch, you wild. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna start saying that to my kids, just out of context completely. Yeah, fine. So, I'll beat you wild. <laughs> just grow up with that. Fuck. <laughs> my kids are gonna be so precious. I was gonna say fuck. No, I knew you were. I was like, good shape, good shape. So precious. <laughs> you saw the face. I'm like, oh, oh, she go curse. <laughs> But what's, what's wild is that was filmed two years ago. Fuck. The show was filmed two years ago. So they had to f- fucking hide their relationship status for two years. Why? Right? Was it two years? <laughs> for two years. You work in production? But like, so, wait, have some of these people gotten married? Mm-hmm. And they had to hide that for two years? Mm-hmm. What? That does not write. That is not. That does not right. right. <laughs> they must have had like their family sign a um, a non disclosure agreement. Yeah, and and NDA, non disclosure. Yeah, I got it. Got it. <laughs> I get. You, you were like, it. did she get it? Yeah. <laughs> I love that you were like, mm, did you? <laughs> I was gonna say DNO, DNR. <laughs> Do not resuscitate. No, what's a DNO? Nothing. Do not do not organize. do not order. Do not order. Do, I always see it at superstore. Do not organize. <laughs> do not emit. Oh, fuck. Ditto. Jeff, let me braid his hair today. Oh my god! <laughs> I really wish you guys could see my face right now because it's like how amazing was that? It was, I. It was while he was shitting on the toilet, so it could have been better. <laughs> It could have been better, like situation wise. Yeah, yeah. But for oh, it did some things for me. It did, it did, and I Dutch braided it. Oh my! So like, God. if you don't know what a Dutch braid is, it's when you instead of braiding overhand, you mm. braid under, mm. and it makes the braid pop. Oh, it was it was great for me. <laughs> I I am very excited for when he like what? Okay. <laughs> so. The best part of it, I'm definitely drunk a little bit at this point, but the best part of it was that, like, when it happened, he, like, he was like, oh, this is stupid, but I love you, I'll let you braid my hair, it's fine. He got up and he was like, you know, if my hair was, like, cleaned up on the sides and, like, I had a fresh, like, buzz on the sides, this would actually look pretty good. And I was like, yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Come to me. Like, <laughs> braid sorceress (laughs) i really am a braid sorceress oh my god like i just i yeah no i i'm really stoked the day that he lets me braid his hair before work is the day that i die oh my god i feel like we're we're done we're i'm sorry we're done this i this is where i die this is the end this is it this is it for me Peak achieved. Yep, yep. I remember when Ollie's have long hair. We lived, (laughs) we lived it. Where's the one we're living in London? And he wanted to crimp his hair with like the traditional crimper. Oh my god! Are we talking like the fucking ghetto? Like oh ghetto? Shouldn't say that. Uh, The like old school Conair. Old school. Like you like change the plates. 
Cripper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch. I had one of those. Like, he, yeah, because I, yeah, I had it, and there was a few times I crimped my hair, and he's like, I wonder what my hair would look like crimped. And I, Ollie, I love you. Right? We don't hang out enough, friend. I know. I'm trying to find the picture of when, it, when I crimped it. It looked terrible, but it but was also so delightful. Much fun. Yeah, it was delightful. <laughs> and I love doing a, it. There's a big thing about like terrible and delightful. Mm. I also love that while we were on Rival and Queen, you were like, I'm totally mad about you, Jeff fucking. <laughs> I listened to that today. And I was like, well, it ain't. I'm not lying. I love it. We talk about it enough. I, I have it. envisioned I've it. Also, I've also envisioned you and Ollie fucking like that's. It. But it's like for it's so funny because it's like for me, it's not like I'm envisioning you guys fucking and like getting turned on by it. And even if even if that like whatever, mm. but it's more so the like, right? I'm yeah. here for you. Yeah, and that's exactly Go what you. it is. It's exactly oh, yeah. what it is. Oh yeah. It's like. So it's, it's weird because you know I just talked earlier about like, you know, I have, I'm trying to cultivate more positive You are sex. cultivating more I positive am, sex. I am. I am. Six? Six? <laughs> and I, even though I can feel uncomfortable in these moments of arousal with my partner, yeah. when you are speaking about it or when my other friends are speaking about it, there's no uncomfortableness there. It's just like, fuck Yes, right. I am so happy for you. I love that this that you are experiencing this. I am so pro sex, like very much so. Mm. Pro healthy consensual sex. Um, yes, hard yes, hard yes. Um, so anything otherwise? Yeah. So it's there's this weird fine line where I'm like, I know how sex positive I am, but yet I still I am doing the work for myself. Yeah, and, of course. But I mean, having these conversations is helping me feel more sex positive for myself. Absolutely. Because it's like, for me, anytime I'm having these conversations, I then like take that and then reflect back on like, how am I implementing this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. How am I imp- implementing this or am I implementing this yeah. in my life? And like, are there areas that I could, I don't want to say improve upon or like more like enliven yeah. with this energy. Mm-hmm. And, like, that shit gets me so excited. Yeah. And it's, like, there's nothing that, like, I don't want to say, like, turns me on, but yes turns me on mm. in a not sexual way. Like, I'm somebody who, like, gets where I'm fireside. Like, I get turned on with an idea. Like, I, it's like a light switch goes off and I get really excited about mm. it. And I'm, like, living for it. Mm. But then there's a different, like, there's a corner that's reserved for, like, sexually being turned on. Mm. But I get turned on when I hear about people having, like, really good consensual conscious yeah. sex. Conscious, yeah. Love like, that word. Oh! Like, right. I'm here for that. Yeah. In so many fucking ways that I, I like, I I don't even have words for how much joy that brings me. And it's like, I love that, like what we've created, which is like our, my main goal. And I've been talking about this a lot lately where it's like my main goal with doing momgasm and having the den and like doing this work and creating workshops and retreats and sleepovers and facilities and all of this stuff is to create a container and a safe space that people can have these conversations so that we can like revel in all of this magic together Mm. and not feel isolated in it anymore. That like brings me so much joy. Ditto. So much joy and so much magic. And I get so inspired 
by people sharing their truth and their like sexual truth and mm. like their sexual revelations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even though I am currently not actively engaging in the BDSM community or kink in any way yet, <laughs> it is something that I'm like, both Jeff and I have had the conversation of like, well, maybe mm. because there is an aspect of like, I was, I was, beat with a wooden spoon as a kid and I'm like I feel like there's there's this part of me that like wants to shift that narrative Mm -hmm. and what that would be like for me Mm -hmm. but outside of that I'm like I don't know it fits for me but I do want to be in a space where I can like play in it and like be in it and revel in it and Mm -hmm. support it and Mm -hmm. excite in it And it does excite me when people talk about that shit even Mm. though it's like not something that I'm like yeah I want somebody to choke me out same yeah, I want somebody to fucking hit my ass with a fucking paddle. Like, same. No, but at the same time, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm a bit of a, yeah, I feel like a, a bit of a geek when it comes to sexuality. Same. Like, I really geek out very hard talking about it, learning about it, feeling it. You know, it, it, it's, it is that sexuality and, art are my mm. probably my the, the biggest things in my life that i and i love, I love and i love how those like dance with each other right i still really want to fucking make a porno fucking do it i really but i want i really i i i casually like pitched this idea to one of my friends did you i did i was like we were we were if you're listening to this Ha <laughs> um, We were walking home uh, from teaching yoga and I was like, yeah, like Jeff and I are actively looking for somebody who would take photos of us while we're fucking, like mm. actively fucking. And they were like, I could do that. And I'm like, but will you? <laughs> I don't want to know if you could. I want to know if you will. If you will. If you will do that. Um, because I would love, I would love to have something on make love, not porn, mm. but I would also just love to have like photos mm-hmm. of us fucking. Cause it's like, for me, there is this really, 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 really big part of, um, and like cat Nance put words to this so well for me where there's this like reason, this deep seated reason why I have this need for, um, exhibitionism of like being viewed and being watched, but on my terms, because for for fucking years of my life, yeah. I was I was that guinea pig. I was that like, oh look at the anomaly that has gone through the surgeries that weren't really supposed to save her life, but they did. And like the schools of students that would be packed into the room when I was getting a stress test or. Do you know what the the most awkward thing? One of the, like this what this one of these memories burned into my brain. Being prepubescent, no. Being like freshly in puberty, like mm. like thirteen maybe. Mm. So like at the point where like I have enough movies that they move when I run, mm. mm-hmm. but like not I enough. I remember that stage. But like not enough that yeah. they're like hello. Yeah. But like there's that sensation of like. Oh, when I move, they move. Yeah. <laughs> Being in that state and having to run on a treadmill in a Johnny shirt oh. attached to wires with about 12 people in the room commenting on me. 
Oh my god. Like, I've never wanted to die so much than probably that moment. Like, I just, I wanted the ground to swallow me whole. Mm. And so now, because that has been my life, mm. and because that has been, like, what I have experienced, I'm like, I want to have control over who watches me and how they watch me. Mm. You're changing and, like, the narrative. I want to revel in that shit. You want to rewrite And, it. like, be in that and be in a place of, like, celebrating and enjoying the process of that. And that's, I think, why I have this, like, deep, seated need that's why that fucking porn turns me on so much because i'm like <gasps> being seen yes. but on my terms yeah and in a way that like i welcome and i'm into yeah right that's it's really interesting yeah you're gonna you're gonna you're, you will rewrite that memory yeah. you will take back the power right and that's the beautiful thing with sexuality is there's so many ways for you to open up parts of yourself. It is a person. It's a part of your personal identity, but it's mm. such a powerful part of your personal identity that it has the capacity to greatly affect other parts of your life. It helps you rewrite so many other parts of your life and bring back so much empowerment that you lost. Oh, sorry. Both the animals are like falling asleep on the couch. It's the cutest fucking thing I've seen oh. in a while. So he's like, you've brought attention yeah, to me. Right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, yeah, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm having the, like, I've been having these moments lately where I'm just so grateful for what it is that we've started and what it is that we're doing and like, not only how it's impacting and affecting me, but like how it's creating these ripple effects and like giving people permission to <laughs> to claim their power. Um, because that's what it is. Like, that's what happens when you start engaging with your sexual identity and your sexuality. You're, you're reclaiming your power in this most primal way. Yep. And there's something that happens when you... And I think that's why sexuality is, like, such a powerful tool because it, it does get you in your primal. Yeah. It, like you shift right into this like space the most of vulnerable place, right? It's not only just the vulnerability though. It's also this like weird DNA. Like this is what I need to survive mode. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's this like twofold thing that happens. And it's like when you can be in that space of like primal animalistic DNA functioning meets vulnerability and conscious awakening you can rewrite everything okay so this leads this is gonna be a really long episode but i'll try to keep this short or we can split it we can split it yeah so this leads to something that i i don't think i've talked to you about this i know i talked about it with oliver but i don't think i talked to you about it um so i've been reading this book called um waking the tiger healing trauma Whoa. um it's like it's Fuck. I don't remember his fucking name. Um, I tried to pour more wine and there isn't any. <laughs> Sorry, that's a really sad Episode moment. Episode done. If you've ever been in that position where you were like, yeah, yeah oh. oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I feel like you all feel for me in this moment. Continue, though. So, yeah, Waking the Tiger, Healing the Trauma. 
Um, Ooh, I like that name. Yeah, as soon as, so someone had posted it on Instagram in their stories, and I was immediately drawn to the title, and I was like, okay, I gotta get this book. Like, I feel like this is was written for me. And so it's about healing trauma, um, all sorts of different types of trauma, medical trauma, sexual trauma, you know, complex sorts of trauma. And one of, I mean, all trauma. Two complex. of those included in my life. <laughs> Give me a book. So this, what you were just talking about, the primal nature of sexuality and how it can greatly, you know, affect and, and shift many things. Mm. So there's this one exercise that he had talked about in his book. So he is... Is it terrible that the moment that you say he, I'm like, oh, I don't want to read it. <laughs> no, but Which he, I know is like an, yeah. like an internal fucking issue with my own shit and like my narratives. But there's this like, oh. You still got to read it though. I it's know, amazing. but it's like, it's this yeah, like immediate like... Have you ever, how do you have well, that? Well, it's, it's, it's like me. I don't want to go see a male therapist. I will mm-hmm. never go see a male therapist ever. Um... But that makes me think I should more. Yeah. Well, I also think that's why I have two boys. Of course you do. Yeah. Why do I have two girls? Well, is that going to teach you? Anyway. Don't fuck it up, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this exercise that he did with one of his clients. So he is, he's a psychotherapist. Um, and this was back in like the 70s. And he had a patient coming to him a woman and she was suffering from severe panic attacks mm. and she came in, it was her first session and she started to have a panic attack and he had this vision of a tiger leaping at her. And so he just went with it. He was like, imagine a tiger is leaping at you. It's starting to chase you. What do you do? And she started running in Dying. place. And so she was running and she like, I think she like either jumped or climbed to safety and she actually brought herself out of the panic attack. And then after that session, her panic attacks gre- decreased so much that she was able to come off all of her medication nice. because she kept using that method. So after I read that, I was reading, I read quite a bit of the book and there was some stories that I found quite triggering and I found that I, I started to have an anxiety attack yeah. and I, my chest right here, um, uh, yeah, there's breasts. like there's a very there's a very visceral thing that happens when you're having an anxiety. I had somebody reach out to me and ask like, I know that you've mentioned anxiety before. Do you experience panic attacks and anxiety attacks? And what do you do for it? I they didn't want to go on a medication. They were asking for my advice, and I was like, I was like, I've never been diagnosed with anxiety, and I I've because I've never gotten to see anybody. Yeah. I'm, avoid the medical system at all costs if I can because uh, I'll live in it yeah. but I I was describing like what I feel I was like I do I do, I've definitely can identify with having panic attacks where there's this like like it feels like something there's this like it's like a cement brick is on my chest and I like I and no matter how much I try and take an inhale like I I can't physically move or expand my chest in the way that I normally could like it mm. it like it, there's like pain when I try mm-hmm. and it's like this visceral strange feeling where you're like there, I know consciously there's nothing here nothing's holding me nothing's constricting me nothing's on me mm. but I feel like it's there and I like I 
I cannot expand further than like a sip of air. So that's, those are usually what my anxiety attacks will feel like. Um, very like minor ones. Like I, that, it, that, that's what it feels like. But this one was different. It was a, it was a tingling sensation. It was like, there was, I, I lost all feeling in my chest. And then I started to become really agitated and I noticed that my like adrenaline was on mm. and like I was becoming hyper aware and hyper vigilant and Ollie had said something to me and I snapped at him. I do that too. And I was like, oh, I'm in the middle of something. I need to leave. And he was like, are you okay? I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> and I went upstairs and I was like, okay, I think I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack. I think I've been triggered. I need to, I need to recover. So I started swaying back and forth and I was just like rubbing my hands over my body and swaying. I was like, nope, this isn't what I need. I need to do something else. And then I remembered that technique in the book. I was like, I'm just going to fucking try it. Like I've got nothing else here. I'm just going to do it. So I started running in place. I was like, this is weird. This is weird. I was like, but just stay with it. And I imagined the tiger and I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm, I've engaged. And I started running as fast as I fucking could. And I could feel that, that sensation of like that primal sensation of like, I need to survive. So I started running as fast as I could. And then I leapt towards my bed and landed on it and imagined me leaping into like some kind of safe haven where he could, the tiger could no longer get me. And the anxiety attack was gone because I had fallen on the bed. The adrenaline fell yes. and I then reached this like state of uh, complete relaxation. Like there was some, something had happened. I don't know the, the, the correct medical terms of like whether it was serotonin or endorphins or like what it was that was released but it felt like a sensation of like butter melting all down my body and i was like well this is strange and new and i've never felt this but also here for it super here for it so i just laid there and i was like okay that was really really interesting and his whole thing is understanding that trauma needs to be moved through your body. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the somatic experience. Like exactly. You have, you have to put it somewhere and experience it somewhere or it's going to stay. Yeah, I think he's a somatic psychologist or some kind of so- mm. somatic therapist or something like that. And yeah, so it's, it's moving through it. And over the years of every thought that I have of the sexual trauma that's happened, I was numb and frozen in state and I didn't move. I just, I tensed up what happened. and I like, lost feeling. And that's like, it's like if I reflect back on, on the experience that I had or the experiences that I've had, like that's, instead of getting tense, I just, there, well, no, one of the times I got really tense and the other time I just like ragdolled mm. or I was like, I'm not here. I'm like gone. I'm elsewhere. I'm not here anymore. I don't exist. And it's like the base baseline communication is happening just for existence purposes and the rest of me is like peace the fuck out of here Mm. and it's it's so interesting and and wild to me to be in situations where you can like start working with that primal energy Mm. and start tapping into that primal energy to reprogram yeah your consciousness and your body and your reactions to situations yeah 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 your reactions your receptors like mm. how you've how you've re- received um emotions or received situations that you hold within your body mm. 
tapping into that primal nature. I've yet, I haven't done it again because I haven't been badly triggered like that um, or had an anxiety attack since then, but I'm definitely going to keep that my tool. Which I'm, I'm now going to like think about that and like, I mean, I've been really grateful and thankful, knock on wood, that I've not had an anxiety attack in a long time. Like the mm. last one I had, we almost got in a car accident and I like immediately like shifted into like I couldn't breathe I started crying I was like I can't I I snapped at Jeff because he was like it's not that bad I was like don't you fucking dare tell me Mm -hmm. that it's not bad because it's nothing to do with what happened it has to do with how I'm processing it Mm -hmm. he was like I'm sorry but it was that like for him, it was that, like, I can recognize it was that reflection of, like, I didn't fuck up as a driver. Like, yeah. I didn't put yeah. us in danger moment yeah. for him. It was like this, like, no, I I have pride in the way that I drive and the way that I keep us safe in our vehicle. And I was like, not about you. Yeah. At all right now. Fuck you. Support me in this or get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, this has no logic. This, this process has no logic. This mm. is all primal, instinctual processing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not... There's no... Very little, like, methodology to this yeah. or understanding in this outside of, like... Yeah. Crisis. Yeah. Body in crisis. Experiencing trauma. Mm-hmm. Can't... Like, all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it's been really... It's been really good. I do still have... Um, what I'm noticing lately, which is really, really interesting and, and um, strange, is one of the things that I noticed lately that I still have that happens is this, like, underlying anxiety that comes in social situations mm. where I, like, I get really weird where I'm, like, I can't look at people in the face or in the eyes. Like, mm. I get really this, like, really strange... I don't want you to see me or like I don't want to see you like I don't know how to function in this like this is really weird Hmm. um thankfully not not frequently anymore but that was like a big one for me when I was postpartum with Fallon Mm. it was a really big one for me after that like huge traumatic experience that I had um with uh that woman that came Mm. into my space and fucked shit up pissed all over my parade literally literally that's the best way that i can put that Mm. but yeah it's like it's it's strange because for me that's that's i don't want to say it's never been a problem because it actually has been a problem for a very long time because where i have a lot of for a very long time i had this very self-conscious issue with my eyes because i would have so many people fucking tell me are you looking at me or are you looking over there? Why would people say that? Because my eye wanders. I know, but you can clearly see that your eye is wandering and you have a lazy <laughs> eye. Why do you have to say that? People say that all the time. Like, you would be shocked. You would be shocked the amount of times that people have said that to me in my life. It's just common sense. Some people have a lazy eye. It's not though. It's not common sense. And like that for me was like a big thing that would happen a lot. So oh. I got in the habit of just looking down because I was like, well, if I don't look at people, people can't notice. And so it took a lot to overcome that. So it was really weird. 
and really strange for me. Mm. And also kind of interesting that like when I experienced that intense trauma, that that was the way that my social anxiety came out. Mm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't look at people. Mm. And I, if I did, I would start looking at people and I would like be intentional about it. And then I would get really uncomfortable and be like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Mm. Ah, what's going on? Like I can't. (laughs) Fuck, I've been seeing shit. (laughs) Like it was this really strange, strange Mm. phenomenon Mm. where I'm like, Months before this happened, I could stand on stage in front of 600 people and look at every single person in the eye and I had no problem. Mm -hmm. And now, I can't even look at somebody who I've known for years. Mm. Like, even with Jeff, like, I was experiencing it with Jeff, too. Mm. I was like, I don't, I can't. Like, I would just be talking to people like this, like, looking all over the place. Mm. It was fucked. I've never experienced you doing that with me. I think by the time that we started coming together again, like I was at the point where I was on the cusp of getting over it. Like I was on. If you were doing it, I wasn't notice. I wasn't. It wasn't noticeable to me. If you were doing it, like I had, I remember um, a good friend of mine, Chantel, was in town, um, and we got together. And I like when we got together, I almost canceled because I was having such a high anxiety day. Mm. That I, I was like, I was like, this doesn't serve me to cancel. I know that I need to be with her mm. and like see her, but it's going to hurt to go. Mm. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go anywhere. And we went and I, I sat with her and I like the entire time I told her, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm having a really high anxiety day and I'm having a really hard time and if I'm like not looking at you or if I'm like kind of shifty or like moving a lot and feeling or like look like I'm uncomfortable it's because I am I was like I'm I'm really experiencing a a lot of anxiety right now and this is how it's coming out yeah good on you for like raising that awareness and speaking about it and sharing she was really like and that's and that's what I'm like I'm really grateful that like when my highest peaks of anxiety were happening was at a point in my life where I was comfortable enough with myself to be like this isn't me like this is not typical for me this is not something that I would normally do but it's a way that I'm coping through something that I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. and I need you to hold space for that and know that it's like there's not something weird on your face that I'm scared to tell you about or like I'm not afraid to like connect with you or be with you but there's Mm. something like primal that's being processed Mm. that is causing me to like hold back and reserve in a way that I don't normally Mm. so don't take it personally I'm just this Mm is high I'm showing up on like anxiety level nine right now Mm. and and this is where I want to be but I love you and I want to be here with you Mm -hmm. and this is actually healing medicine for me so I'm going to show up anyway Mm mm-hmm which that day was, I wanted to die that day. I was like, and I like, I'm not saying that as a joke. Like I mm. wanted to die that day. I was like, no, I'm done. Mm. I'm done. I'm, this is bullshit. I'm mm. over it. Oh no. Speaking of bullshit. <laughs> well, it's actually a good time. Not good time when she's waking up, but I'm also getting a headache. My mm. eyes are starting to get tired. Now, bitch. Speaking of eyes. Well, I hope everyone enjoys our two-parter. Or one very one large parter, the hot heavy. What do you vote for? A one parter or a two parter? I don't know yet. 
All right, we'll feel it out. We'll suss it out. It depends where the breaking point is. Yeah. Right? It's hard. Yeah. I have no idea where it is. Right? It'll be, <gasps> it'll be cute no matter what happens. Because <laughs> we're cute. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Baby, it's a wild wood. I don't, where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know any other lyrics other than that, though. Well, on that note... Peace, love, and a whole lot of fucking cum, bitch. Or not. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Are you loving what we're dishing out? Then follow us on Instagram for more juicy content weekly. Or come join our free Facebook community, The Momgasm Den, where the conversations and hilarity never end. If you're craving a little bit more momgasm and love VIP treatment, join our Patreon community where we're serving up bloopers, unreleased episodes, first dibs on upcoming events, snail mail, and so much more. Seriously, you do not want to miss out on this. Make sure you never miss a new Momgasm episode by subscribing. And why not show us a little bit of love while you're at it? By sharing, liking, and commenting on your favorite episodes. And that's it. That's all we got for you. Thanks for tuning in. Mwah.